Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to part two of the Stompcast. Uh, Lou and I are just wandering along the lake in Regent's Park. It's a beautiful day. I hope you've enjoyed part one. We're now going to take a real deep dive in part two in, into the kind of behind the scenes of RuPaul's Drag Race, mm. what it's like, the highs, the lows and the in-betweens. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's, Let's get do into it. it. So first of all, I mean, RuPaul's Drag Race is a huge show with us, US over here. So it's a massive, it's like a, it's like a megalith of a show almost. Yeah. For those, the very few that haven't seen it, what is RuPaul's Drag Race all about? And then let's dive straight into kind of your experience of how it went, really. So RuPaul's Drag Race is a drag programme which takes 12 drag queens from all over the country and it puts them in a competition setting and you have to compete doing like dance challenges, singing challenges, sewing challenges, acting challenges, it's everything, everything you could ever think of and like celebrity impersonation, advertising, it's like everything that RuPaul has done over the years merged into a competition and then it whittles down one by one, week by week and then it comes down to like the final and then one person is crowned the next drag race superstar. Which is which is the, the which ultimate is goal. The ultimate goal. But it's it, it is it is it is it's fair to say it's reality TV as well. Oh yeah, because very you kind much of so. you you see um, you see the interactions between everyone that's kind of in the competition mm. uh, as well as as much as almost you see the competition itself. Yes, don't you? yeah, yeah. That's what I love about Drag Race. I love that it it's not just surface level it's not just you just see the drag queens doing the competition yes. you see the behind the scenes you see the queens getting to know one another it's reality tv so at the end of the day it's still very much like like that headspace and and you have to get your head around that for me what i found mad doing it was that they're so like you're not allowed to really talk unless the camera's on yeah. and i know that's like any TV yes, they want, they want the gold. Yeah. They want the gold. They, they say, say, too good. Shit, chat only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, chat only. And so no it'd be chat. like, but we'd be there like, what did you have for tea last night? They'd be like, nope. Yeah, say no, this. No, like, no, you're no, not yes. going to put this in the show. Yeah, like, like, just in case. Just in case. Just enough <laughs> chance to go, well, actually, tea time was ruined because Literally. blah, blah, blah happened. It's like the biggest drama. So how did you get into How did you get into it? Like, talk me through the process. Was it an application? Did they look for you? Yeah, so it's an application. So you have to apply. You have to, the tape process is, is mad. So you apply, and then if they're interested, they get back to you and they send you like, right, here's, um, I think you have to do like a paper document first, which then you send back, and then they send you like the brief for the right. tape, which I think it's changed now. But when I did it, it was a 10 minute tape, and you had to do a lip sync to a RuPaul song off like a list of songs, <laughs> the whole track. Right, okay. And my thing was, I need to do the shortest one because I don't want to spend ages just lifting. Yeah, I want to do yeah, everything yeah, yeah. else. Uh, you have to do like a, a look section where you do like runway walks and stuff. You had to do celebrity impersonation, the snatch game. You had to do 
an interview in drag and then an interview out of drag. It was like everything. That's like, quite a lot. An acting I, challenge that's in quite it. a lot for uh, for ten minutes. For, for uh, well, it's quite a lot for any kind of application, isn't it? Mm. Like it's well, that's that, that's what a couple of days of work, isn't it? Oh, easily, easily. Do you know what? So I applied for season two, and I I was in pantomime at the time, so I was just like, I need to just get it done like as soon as possible, just like get it out of the way and then just send it off and it'll be done. But then for season three. Because we were in lockdown, yeah. I took my time with it, to and I was it, like, really do, do you know, what? I'm just going to really enjoy the process of making my audition tape, and I did. I loved it. I had so much fun, and I remember sending off feeling so proud yeah. of everything I'd done, and I was just like, whatever happens now, I'm happy. I feel like I've done everything I could have done and shown everything like I wanted to show, and like if it happens, amazing. If not, it's not meant to be. I'm so a you, big believer in fate. So you sent off the the tape and all the documents. Mm. How long did it take before you hear back? Oh, maybe a month. That long? Yeah. So I guess they collate all of the videos and like kind of... Yeah, so yeah. So do they then, do you then go on to like a shortlist or what? Yeah, so next? you get shortlisted. So we got shortlisted and found out just before Christmas in 2020 that we were shortlisted. Yeah. And it was like one of those things where it's like you got to pass your psych test and you got to pass your background check. And then if that's fine, you're on. But yeah. we'll call you on this date to tell you you're on. And then from that day, it was... 11th of Jan, yeah. it was like a month before we had to get everything together. So it's crazy. That is, that, that is a, that's <laughs> a mad time. And you started recording, when was the filming? When did you start, once you found out, when was the filming? So we started filming middle of Feb. So you literally had a quick turnaround. Yeah. Where, where were you when you found out? Was it a phone call, the email you had to get hold of you to say so, you you're in kind of thing? Do you know what? I, so my friend was on the first series and whenever like, me or my friends were applying, we were like talking to her being like, right, what's going, like, what would happen now? What would happen next? And I got a text from this number, an unknown number being like, hi, are you free for a, for a phone call? And I sent it to my friend Cheryl being like, is this a joke? Is this someone winding me up? Yeah. <laughs> because I'd done that to my friend the yeah. previous year being yeah. like, ha ha, yeah, she'll yeah, think yeah, she's yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it was legit, and it was one of those things where it was like, oh my God, I was in... This is it. Yeah, I was in like my childhood bedroom, like back home for yeah. Christmas, I was like, this is crazy. And like, it's one of these things where it's like, you're not allowed to tell anyone. Were you, so was, were you jumping like, around? Was it shock or what? Did you... Everything, everything like rolled into one. It was just, oh, just like, oh my God, this is everything I want and everything Especially I've Especially if you put of. so much into it. Yeah. Uh, in the process, you, you know, and, and you're always kind of doing it, with, like with any of these things, it's always in your back of your mind, it's like, oh... Maybe I won't get this. You know, yeah, then to 100%. actually get it, you're like, oh my gosh. And then it's the realization, like, oh my god, like, it's not just a what is, is now. It's like now. this is happening now. But then you actually have to turn it around, and then quickly, like, oh gosh. Like, yeah, it goes, <laughs> it goes from like like being ecstatic and like elated to being like, <laughs> oh, oh god, god, this is this getting is so real. <laughs> and, how, and was there an element of so between that time of finding out around that Christmas period, was there an element of were you scared, were you nervous, like, but in that gap between? Do or? you know what was the hardest thing? That all the shops were shut. And it mm. wasn't, it, like, if you're getting ready for Drag Race in, like, a normal time, it'd be like, okay, I can go shopping, I can go and get this, yeah. I can go in, try this on and find this yeah. and that and the other. But for the us, stress of doing it everything like was shut. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Even to buy, like, fabric for, like, costumes and stuff, it was like, you've got to order online and then wait for shipping and then all the postal delays because of Christmas. It was just, like, one thing after another. <laughs> but do you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. It was the most crazy time, we'll but also, it, like, you? amazing never forget it one thing i'd like to ask you about um before we talk about your experience like directly on the show is mm. psych the psych test around it or the psych yes um review and what we mean by that is it's kind of a tv term for the mental health review of people and contestants going on yeah. shows so i sit on the itv mental health 
board obviously this isn't itv but we look at um you know the kind of what are the kind of processes for people that are going on shows like this before during and after yeah to make sure that it's as safe as possible and, and the part before is really important because you're basically trying to work out whether people are whether they're resilient enough for the show really, oh 100 do you feel that that was a what was that process and do you feel like it was do you think it was good enough for me personally i think it was definitely good enough i Thank God I've, I've, I've been very lucky, like, mental health-wise, but I've got friends and, like, family who suffer with yeah. mental health issues. So it's always been something I'm very conscious of. And I'm quite a strong person. I'm, I'm very strong-willed. And so I remember thinking, like, when this was happening, and it was like we're having, like, the, the psych call, I was like, I'm going to be fine. There wasn't any, like, any part of me that I was like, oh, gosh, like, what if? I was like, I, I know I'm going to be absolutely fine. It's not, it's not going to be an issue. But then... For other people, like on the latest series of Drag Race UK, one of the contestants left for her own mental well-being, which I think yeah. is amazing that she did that, that she put herself first and mm. allowed herself to take herself away from yeah. a situation which you don't feel comfortable. I think that's so important I'm to do. Put your mental health first. So yeah. I have respect to, for anyone that does that. 100%, 100%. And it's like, just because it fits for one person doesn't mean yeah. it's going to fit for yeah. everybody. So for me, it was... It, was it feels brilliant. important, especially in shows, reality TV in general is very important, but especially shows where you are so vulnerable. I think mm. it's really important. And, you know, we know that, you know, for the LGBTQIA plus community, you know, mental illness is so much higher. Suicide rates are higher amongst yeah. that community. Depression. And a lot of it is, well, it's understandable because of all the things and issues you face kind of going through your life you know, over almost over and above what you know other person goes through yeah. so it feels it feels important that you know we do make sure that that kind of screening process is important and also in terms of aftercare so after the show as well mm. and very sadly i mean uh, obviously we lost someone recently didn't we yeah cherry valentine cherry valentine who it was so i i met um cherry in drag oh, on on yeah. it on my on the itv2 digital show that we did basically oh, looking brilliant. at ways to you know self-care and so yes. on so it was really hard it was really weird to and sad to hear of her passing obviously yes um you know my thoughts go out to everyone that ever knew her but mm. even at the time when i met her she talked about how how difficult it could be and yeah. like how many challenges you do face mm. and I think it's important for us to realise as a broader community that those challenges I think and I think as well with reality TV it's so easy to brush it under the carpet and glamorise it and make it it'll seem amazing and what everyone aspires to but at the end of the day we're still human mm. and everyone goes through the same issues it's just whether they're publicised on telly or brushed under the carpet or, or what but no Cherry was incredible and she she was a mental Cherry. health nurse, yeah. Yes. And, and to go, so when Cherry, when the pandemic happened, Cherry had filmed Drag Race and then gone straight back into the front line. Yes. Working as an NHS nurse during the pandemic. Yeah. It's like, to think someone had gone from that mental, like... Pressure. Pressure of Drag Race and doing a reality mm. TV competition to then going straight on to working in the front line in the pandemic. It's like, oh my God, hats off to her. Incredible, incredible. I found it very inspirational, actually. An incredible person. We talked about the mental health work and working as a nurse and so on. And, yeah, Mm. it's just, yeah, it's a a really sad thing, isn't it? It I think it reminds us why it's so important that we we do have these conversations. Absolutely. It's so important to have 
And for anyone, so anyone listening and triggered by any of that part of the conversation, as I always say in the show notes, we always put links that you can get further support. But the important thing is talk to people, please. Don't don't suffer in silence. Mm. It's very important to say. Let's dive into your experience on the show. Okay. What was it like on RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race? Highs and lows, finally. Do you know what? I loved it. I like this is the thing everyone's always like what was the like the lowest point what was what was the hardest thing and I honestly I loved it yeah I I'd wanted to be on the show since it came to the UK and like I had friends that had been on it and seen like everything that had happened for them I was like this is amazing what's not to love like (laughs) where are the negatives and I remember going into it being very aware like one of my friends said you need to remember it's a reality show over a competition and I think having that mindset and allowing myself to think like, okay, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, like, it's a reality TV show. Mm. Do you know what though? I, I, I loved it. Yeah. I had so much fun doing it. And we filmed in lockdown. There was nothing else to do. <laughs> so sure, it was yeah, like well, yeah. one of those things where it's like, okay, well, might as well do this. Throw my all into this. Yeah. It, was, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Completely. So you loved it, but it was also really hard. Yeah, completely. What was hard? What were the bits that were difficult? Was it... know, I think it was like the hours. It was so long. We would get woken up at like 6am, which if you're a drag queen, that yeah. is not a thing. So where, <laughs> where like, are you? Like, it's in lockdown. So give us a scene of it. So you woke, where are, what does a day look like in filming? Like, where are you? Where well, you first of all, you get, so we got taken away. We, we filmed up in Manchester. Right. So we were in a hotel, like on the outskirts of Manchester, off the side of a motorway, like really, really glamorous. remote. So glamorous. <laughs> Very RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> and we, um, they'd take all your phone off you, your laptop, so you had no contact to the outside world. So a typical day, they would wake you up at 6am and then you'd get picked up at 7 from the hotel. And you had to be like camera ready. So it was like, you have nowhere to just like put your face on and do your hair and everything like out of drag before you're doing like your interviews and stuff. And then you would do a whole day. I think maybe like the latest we got back was like maybe one or two in the morning. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then it would be oh, like, wow. you're up at that six. Is a long day. Yeah, crazy, that is a long crazy day. Crazy, crazy hours. And you because one of the things that I think people that aren't in TV and it's somebody, why would you know? Um, one of the things that is difficult to surprise people is that the exhaustion sometimes, how much sitting around there is. Oh my God, yeah. Like, and I've had that. I mean, when I did MasterChef, what drained me in MasterChef, and it makes a lot more sense knowing that I have ADHD, was being basically put in a room to sit for god knows how many hours like you say get there at 7 or yeah. seven thirty, and you're leaving at whatever time and most of it isn't action is it it's no, sat around it's, it's 95 percent sitting around and the thing is with drag race as well it's that but then you're wearing a corset tucked in heels <laughs> i and shouldn't complain in a wig and it's just, you're just there like complain. oh my god i'm in so much pain but it's one of these things where it's like you 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 know it's going to be worth it that's how i got through i was like do you know what i d- I, I will sit in a corset for for two hours and wait yeah i will it'll be worth it in the long run it'll all be worth it and then you've got to have you've got to reserve that energy because when you're doing it then you need to because when the people watching on tv they're not seeing you sat there for all that time okay well they will see behind say the scene mm. that you know a lot of it obviously is reality but they still don't see that all the time you're genuinely no, sat no around. yeah we are and you've got around. to be on you've got to be as if you have got to be as fresh as the daisy Absol- like the second the camera starts it's like don't turn it off now keep it going keep it keep turned on for the camera but no it is one of those things where it's like you need to be on when they need you to be on and then it's like allowing yourself when it is the downtime to to sit and just like okay it's almost like um like a ninja like you're like allowing yourself to like be zen you're like you're like med- uh, hibernating yeah yeah, yeah and then when it's like go time you're like go 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 are you as a person 
are you an extrovert? Because like, a lot of people would assume that people are extroverted, given what you do. Yeah. Is that a fair assumption? Is that true? Or you... No, that's a very fair assumption. Yeah. I definitely am an extrovert. Yes. I love, like, all my life, like, I've known I was extroverted. I go to parties when I was little, and all my I'm one of six. Yeah. All my other siblings are quite introverted yeah. and I was always like showing off and doing impressions and I was like I'll do an impression of grandma or I'll do an impression of auntie or I was like anyone I was like always wanting to be the centre of attention so I think when <laughs> I came out as a drag queen they were like that makes total sense <laughs> no surprise here so so can you be basically introverted and do something like that do you think? I think so yeah definitely I think what makes drag and drag race so special is that it shows that there are so many types of people that do drag and, and there is no rule book for drag. So there's not like you must be extroverted and you must be always ready to turn it on for the camera. There's, no, there's nothing like that. It's, it's everyone can do drag and, and doing drag race. Like on my season, there were people that were really introverted, but at the same time, they know like when to switch it on, yeah. when to turn it on for the camera. But it, it's it's... It's different people, isn't it? So when you talked earlier on, you said about it being an extension of yourself. And I was kind of... I, my, obviously, ignorant preconception was mm. around, like, right, there's two... You're basically flicking into one person or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, so is it truly that extension, or do you leave parts of you for one or the other? I, do you know, for me, personally, it is. it definitely feels like an extension. I don't feel like I've become a different person. I feel like it's just a more heightened version of myself, mm. maybe. There's definitely like, if you can see my flat, oh my God, it's like, I've got one room, one wardrobe that's just like boy clothes and, yeah. and all boys stuff. And then like, I have another one, which is just like girl stuff and like wigs and boobs and heels and everything. And it's like crazy. But I don't know, like when I first started doing drag, I remember trying to really differentiate the two and just be like, okay, I've got a real clear divide. And I think it's like growing up and being comfortable with yourself. It's like, I would never before, I have acrylic nails now and I had to because I did MasterChef and they were like you're not allowed to wear press on nails and I was like well I can't be a drag queen and not have like a yes, nail yeah, sure. so I'm gonna have my acrylics done so you but, know how long MasterChef is then the day yes. then you very well aware crazy <laughs> we love MasterChef <laughs> we love it um but no it's one of those things where it's like you allow yourself like you know you're comfortable in yourself I know I'm securing myself as a person that I'm I'm okay to go around with with acrylic nails on and I've got no eyebrows so I draw them on do you know what I mean yeah, whatever. it's like I don't care. I'm happy with myself and I, it makes my job easier if I don't have to stick press on nails well, on all when, the time. Well, when you want to save those precious, precious hours, Exactly. I would rather sleep for five minutes more. <laughs> I, I find it interesting with shows like RuPaul's Drag Race cause, because in many ways actually very similar to, to Love Island in this sense is mm. that they're both competitions. People often forget that Love Island is actually competitions, a cash prize for winning and so on. Yeah. Does it matter whether you win or not? And is that, when people go on, are you actually trying to win? Does that make sense? Because you were a, you were a big public favourite and so on, or yeah. you know, one of the kind of core people. Was it actually about winning? For me personally, it wasn't. I remember going into it and thinking, I'm not going to win. There's no way in hell that I would go and win. I feel like, as well, I'm really not competitive as a person which I don't think really played into to my hand because they'd be like, come on, we need like, Maybe fighting Maybe it did, though, in a way, I guess. But, but yeah. that's the thing. It's like I'm competitive within myself. I want to be the best version of myself. But when it comes to, like, I remember on the first day when all the queens walk into the workroom and I was the second queen in, so I got to see practically everybody walking in. And I remember thinking, like, oh, my God. Like, I, it was then that I was like, I don't, like, I'm not competitive at all. Like, this isn't 
a bit of me. I don't like competing. Like, so that showed me that I was like, oh gosh, like <laughs> maybe I made the wrong decision, but it was never about winning for me. I remember thinking like, I want to go as far as I can. I want to enjoy my time. My friend Cheryl said to me, like, go and, like, live every day. Cheryl's the first... Cheryl's on the first yeah. series, yeah, Cheryl Hull. Cheryl Hull, very cleverly <laughs> named. I do enjoy that one. And, um, <laughs> but she was like, you need to go and just, like, live every day as if you know you're going to go home. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to have any regrets. But shouldn't we gonna... live life like that? Well, exactly. It's a good metaphor for life. Live every life like you're literally going to go home but never come back. Exactly. <laughs> we'll save that for part three. Like lessons, <laughs> I think, yeah. um, but having that mentality, I remember thinking like, oh, do you know what? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And I remember just thinking like, I want to get as far as I can get. I want to have fun doing it. And like, if I get to the end, I get to the end. I was a runner-up in the end. And like, Pretty good, was, I'd say. That was amazing. I was like, Pretty good, I'd I can't say. believe I've got this far. Did the because competition can bring really good sides out of people, and I, and I actually relate. I'm very much like you. I basically I am incredibly competitive with myself. Yeah. Not so much with other people, which is good and bad. But competition can actually bring out bad sides of people. Did you see that in other people? Don't name people, but did you see characteristics of? Oh, that's maybe not such a nice trait. Yes. Or you're becoming jealous, or you're becoming. This is going a bit too far. Or oh, whatever. definitely, definitely. And I think as well, for all of us, it was our first experience of like television reality tv and so it was putting people who had never done anything like this before in a setting like that in a competition setting on top of everything that it's like it's bringing out different colors of people that aren't the most attractive quality but it's human at the end of the day and people people are there to win and people are there to take it really seriously and and they rightly so like you should if you're on that show like i never wanted to win but i was like i'm gonna take it seriously obviously have fun with it. <laughs> Enjoy it and go for yeah. everything. And part two is already flown by, which I can't believe. I feel like I've just started it. Look at this lovely dog running by <laughs> I with know, a stick. I know, so cute. That is, a, that is a big stick for that dog. <laughs> good stick and good weather. Good stick hey. and good weather. Enjoy your walk. It's a, it's, it's a day for it, isn't it? The do- dogs just love it, don't they? They're so happy. We learn so much. I always go about dogs on the stomp cars. Oh, but no, but you can learn so, so much from dogs. They just, they take every moment. Yeah. And just enjoy it. It's so cute. They go out as if they're never going home. Exactly. There we go. They've and that is, a, drag race and that is a great point to end part two <laughs> of the stomp cast. Well done, everyone. You know, great work getting out for a walk. Be proud of yourself. Tap yourself on the back. Say, you know what? I've looked after my mental health. I've gone for a stroll. I've gone for a, for a stomp and I feel good. I will see you all in part three, whether that's on your walk you're on right now or very soon. See you soon. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.